All right, well, welcome to the One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. This is show number two. It's Wednesday, August 15th. I'm your host and Commissioner Nathan Tilbury, and I'm here with my co-host, Bill Burns, a two-time champion of the league and a huge Bears fan, so I guess we'll, we'll have to keep continuing to say that every year. Um, so, Bill, I'm not sure if you're aware, but football is officially back. Uh, we actually got to watch some live, although pretty meaninglessly, football games uh, this past weekend. Um, so welcome, Bill. Hi, Nathan. And uh, hi, gang. And yes, I'm very happy football has started. Um, haven't had a chance to watch uh, a lot of or all of the uh, preseason games, but as we all know, usually after the first quarter of the game, uh, it's all a bunch of people that aren't going to be on the team anyway. So, uh, But I am very excited that <clears throat> football is back. Yeah, me too. I mean, it just even watching you know a series to, or two of starters and then turning it off was, was almost just enough for me <laughs> for what we've yeah. kind of been through with the summer. And, you know, baseball kind of holds or tries to hold it it uh, it in. And and so football definitely um, needs to come back, and, and I'm glad it's, it's back. So, uh, but today we do have a pretty packed show. And so we'll hit, uh, we'll hit our four downs, um, and then we will update our polls on our league rule changes that were technically supposed to, to close last Monday, uh, but we'll talk about that. We'll break down a few highlights from week one of the preseason, um, of what we actually watched and read about, and then we'll do some division previews, uh, something I'm kind of excited to do, and um, we'll talk about some players from the NFC and the AFC West, as well as uh, how some experts might have predicted those seasons, or those divisions will shake out this year. Uh, after that, we'll wrap up the show and then we'll talk about when we'll be on next and maybe even some special guests that might come on um, a little later in the season. So Bill, you think you're ready to dive in? I am ready. All right, perfect. Let's start with four downs. So like we did last week, it's kind of our news and notes from around the National Football League. So I'll read a headline for you, Bill, and we'll see if there's anything to talk about and then we can move on to second down and third down, uh, etc. So for first down, um, Kind of a kind of a fun little story to, to to start off the segment with. I don't know if you saw or or, or heard or maybe read about uh, Jalen Ramsey, but he's a quarterback cornerback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he uh, he was in a GQ magazine and and had a big long interview um, and then an argue uh, article that was published, and he said some some things about some QBs in the league. So I don't know if you if you read or, or heard about that. I did hear some of it. Some of it wasn't very uh, flattering. Uh, he uh, bashed a few quarterbacks. Uh, and it will be interesting as the season goes on because some of these guys that he bashed, uh, he'll be playing against. And so uh, he is a pretty good uh, defensive cornerback. And a lot of teams don't want to throw his way. But after this, I'm thinking a couple of quarterbacks might want to, uh, you know, kind of push the ball on his face. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because he is, you know, he's one of the elite top, you know, five cornerbacks in in the league. But um, yeah, he might he might see an extra pass or two, you know, you know, this year, and who knows whether those quarterback ratings will go up <laughs> or not based on you know more people throwing at him. But 
but yeah, I did kind of see the, the article and, and read some things on Twitter about some of the people he was talking about. I mean, he talked about, um, you know, Watson and Wentz, you know, are future MVPs in the next five years. And so you know, that's probably an acceptable answer. He, he said Russell Wilson was good, um, which is yeah. probably, probably an understatement, I guess. He's a pretty good quarterback. Um, ben Roethlisberger, he said, is, is decent at best, which is, I don't know how... How, how you describe a Super Bowl winning quarterback as decent as bet, at best, but, you know, he does play him, you know, once or twice a year. So um, he also said Andrew Luck was, was not good. And um, I remember at least fantasy-wise uh, two years ago, I think, and three years ago, you know, Andrew Luck was pretty solid as a, as a quarterback. So yeah, he was not... pretty good. And to, to even knock the guy because he's been out for the last two years, right? Yeah. And so to, to put a knock on that guy, uh, uh, to me, it was kind of a stretch. It's kind of hard to knock a guy when he hasn't been playing. And so, yeah, I don't know. But he will be playing against them. So, and then what was the, uh, how did that article end? Where, uh, was it in the Super Bowl that they lost? And he was sitting on the bench crying. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny because then, then they he, he ended up uh, talking about Matthew Stafford. And, and here's kind of the quote he, he, he had in the article about Matthew Stafford. He said, uh, I think he's straight. I don't think he's the best quarterback out there, but he do what he got to do. And, and <laughs> that's so that's right. what he had to say about Matthew Stafford. Um, but then I, I kind of did a little bit of digging and saw some other things on Twitter. And Golden Tate, you know, who's... Um, you know, a very good receiver in his own right. Um, he kind of stood up for his quarterback a little bit there in, in Detroit. And um, he had this to say after a, after a reporter uh, was kind of going back and forth with him about it. And he said, uh, about speaking about Jalen Ramsey, he said he has his own opinion. I don't know when's the last time they played us. Uh, and then he was kind of asking the reporter two years ago, right, what, what had happened? And the reporter right. said, um, well, Lions, you won. And, and Ramsey was crying on the bench. And so there's a picture of him crying on the bench, and then all Tate had to say was, "Oh, okay." And so um, I thought that was just kind of a perfect little end to this 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 kind of thing that he's talking a lot of stuff. Um, and you know, I, I know that the Jaguars had a great year last year, so you know he can talk maybe about last year, but not so much about all those other years before that. So right, yeah. Um. One thing that I saw, uh, he had bashed Eli Manning, and uh, they interviewed him on the NFL Network, and he says, uh, the re reporter asked him, he said, well, did you, did you see how uh, all these comments and stuff that uh, Ramsey had been uh, bashing some people, he says, and he wasn't very f flattering uh, with what he said to Eli Manning. <laughs> and Eli Manning comes back and says, Oh yeah, well, I don't really have much to say about it, and uh, and 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 who is this guy? <laughs> and then he left it at that, you know. So it was like, uh, I don't know if the if the Giants play him this year, but if they do, it'd be another interesting game, you know. Right, exactly. I mean, it'd be an extra couple targets for for you know Odell. Yeah. against him that would be a great matchup to watch out here so real quick before we move on to second down i'm gonna put you right on the spot here bill um do the jaguars make the playoffs next year i 
I don't think so. I, I think that, uh, uh, I mean, they've got some running backs, but their offensive line, uh, I think they're hurting offensive line-wise, and I think they're going to have a problem stop, stopping the run. And so I don't even know that they're going to make the playoffs. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think last year, you know, Blake Bortles is their quarterback, so that's always an issue. Um, right. And who knows? You know, you got Andrew Luck back in that division, and and um, I think the Colts will will be right back in the thick of things. And 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 who knows? But, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you that that I don't think they'll make in the playoffs this year. But who knows? We'll we'll see, and we'll see how well Jalen Ramsey does. Throughout the rest of the, the season, <laughs> yeah, right. too, with all against all these number one wide receivers. All right, well, let, let's move on um, to second down, and, and I thought we'd bring up a lot of injuries to uh, uh, some of the top rookie running backs this year. Um, Rashad, Rashad Penny just uh, you know yesterday and the day before reports come out that he left practice with a with an undisclosed injury, and it turns out that he broke a finger in his hand and. He might be out, you know, a few weeks, and they're talking about maybe he won't be um, ready for the season. Um, I think we'll get into him and, and the whole Seattle backfield um, a little later when we talk about the NFC West. Um, okay, but he's yeah. one. And then, um, obviously, I think the one of the biggest news um, that, that came out this week was Darius Geis, um, Washington's um, kind of star, you know, uh, rookie running back who, was, who looked great in the, his preseason um, you know, limited action, great in practice. He was supposed to be kind of this, you know, first and second down workhorse, maybe, you know, third down back with Chris Thompson in the mix, but, um, you know, left the, you know, left practice and, and, and the game injured and they said it was an MCL and it turns out, you know, worst case, um, uh, torn ACL. So done for the year. Um, you know, his replacements are, Rob Kelly, you know, Fat Rob, I think some people called him the last couple of years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he played well, um, and I, I heard he's slimmed down. They have also Samaje Pirine, um, who's he's, – he's not very good. He's, he's just kind of a guy, and he played well in spurts when, um, when they needed him last year. And then Chris Thompson, obviously, um, not our Chris Thompson in our, in our league. Right, uh, yeah. Patriots fan, but Chris Thompson, he, I mean, he's, he's a big third down back that's electric and, um, but is obviously someone you can't, you know, give the ball to 15, 20 times, uh, you know, a game. Um, and then, um, yeah, so let, let's stop there. When, what, do you have any comments for, for just Washington's backfield in general? Maybe they go out and, and find somebody else via trade or, or free agency. Yeah. Um, they, they may go that route, um, but uh, I don't know. I think they may stay stay pat where they're at. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to be out looking for anybody, but, uh, you know, kind of that scenario like uh, Bill Belichick with uh, the Patriots, uh, they may sit tight and see who gets let go and uh, and go after some uh, some free agents or, uh, you know, I got a feeling that there's going to be a pretty good crop of players that are going to get cut in that 52 man, uh, uh, roster cut and, and, and they may pick somebody up there. 
Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think you know we we make these really quick assumptions about what teams are going to do, but you know, but we always have these you know these big roster cuts, and it seems like every year there's there's a, a you know three or four cuts at, at each position where you're like, wow, you know, I did not you know see that guy coming or did not see him getting cut, and so I think you're right. I think they will stand pat and, and look for somebody that might get cut, and and who knows? And um, I mean, I, I like that. I like the Chris Thompson. Guy, um, I mean, he's he's just so electric out of the backfield catching the ball. It's just too bad he can't stay, you know, durable is and take some of that load off. But um, right. but you brought up uh, the Patriots, obviously, and and that's where I think we'll go next with Sony Michelle too, um, someone who yeah. who had a little bit of injury history, you know, in college and at Georgia, but they they took him in the first round and. Um, and then he ended up having to have his knee drained, and he's supposed to miss about 10 days or so, um, and maybe week one. I mean, it's, he's kind of be, be cutting it close at the beginning of the season. Um, be, you know, behind them, obviously, there's Rex Burkhead, there's James White, um, my two favorite guys, Jeremy Hill and Mike Gillisley. I think they're my. They think they've been my keepers the last two out of three years, and and if you don't know who they are, then then. You're not, you're not far off. Play. <laughs> you're not far off because those are pretty horrible yeah. keepers that I thought were going to be so good. So they're sticking around and in that backfield, obviously, in in New England, and um, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of shakes out and whether Sony Michelle is able to even you know crack the the kind of the starting rotation if he's if he's really healthy week one or not. So what, kind of what are your thoughts about the the Patriots backfield? Yeah, actually, I did not get a chance to, to watch them play. And so, you know, of course, uh, all the teams with uh, Belichick uh, uh, operating, uh, you never know who the starting running backs are going to be on that team. <clears throat> and so uh, with Sonny Mitchell getting uh, getting his knee drained, I, I think that there's more to that injury than what the Patriots are letting on. And I even said last week that, you know, when they, when teams start cutting the, to the 52 man uh, roster, I got a feeling you're going to see Belichick pick up one, possibly two guys. Um, because I don't see their, their running back uh, situations. Not very strong. Yeah, and I mean Rex Burkhead is someone that that's never been completely healthy his whole career, and then um, yeah, obviously behind them there's not much depth other than James White, who's you know pretty much just a, a pass catching guy. So I think you're right. It'll be interesting to see how these next couple of preseasons go with with Hill and Gillisley, and if they can do anything at all, or, or or maybe they go out and they pick up somebody off the heap from you know from somebody else that got cut. So. Um, I think, okay, we'll move on to third down. Um, I don't know if you know who Andrew Luck is, but he actually threw a pass in an NFL game. It was a preseason game, but you know, after 500 plus yeah. days of not throwing a football or, or maybe he threw high school footballs or uh, Nerf footballs. He throwing, I heard he was throwing Nerf footballs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but he actually threw a pass he, yeah. in an NFL game and he looked pretty good. So I just want to see kind of what what are your thoughts on on Andrew Luck going into the, into this year and maybe maybe where you might rank him or where do you where do you see him kind of finishing? Well, 
I want to start off by saying that the Indianapolis Colts are paying that guy a lot of money. Uh, he signed a contract uh, two years ago, I believe it was, uh, just as all of this uh, injury stuff was really – in fact, it was probably, probably three seasons ago. Uh, uh, I saw a little bit of his, uh, his, his throwing, and I'm kind of impressed with him. Um, depending on the offensive line, again – uh, that they apparently shored up with some of their draft picks and some of the uh, uh, acquisitions they've gotten uh, over the last two years. And so I, I think they're going to do well. I think he's going to do well. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to be in the top, top 10 uh, ranking quarterbacks fantasy wise. Uh, but you know, that's, that's a, that's a kind of a stretchy prediction, but considering that the guy hasn't really played in the last two years, but I think, I think that they're going to surprise people. I, I agree. I totally agree with you. I think, I think just seeing him actually just throw a football in a game, it just, just, I mean, obviously we'll see in the next week or two how, you know, especially that third preseason game, hopefully we get to see him play a lot more. Get, but, get a real good look at him, yeah. Exactly, but I think I think that just does wonders for just their whole offense and they're just their whole team in general. And, you know, I mean, just what, two or three years ago, he was a top three quarterback, top one. I think he was the top scorer, um, you know, quarterback-wise. Um a couple years ago too. So if he can get back to that, um, I think it's just great for fantasy and just in general, and hopefully he's on my team, you know, this year, but I think it's just great for, for him and for the receivers and the running backs just, and then even when you're talking about, when we go back to Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he's going to, he's going to have to play Andrew Luck twice this year too. So what does that do to the Jacksonville, (laughs) you know, the Jacksonville defense and stuff too? Cause you know, the Jacksonville defense was great last year, but you know, who did they play? (laughs) in their division i mean uh but anyway that's a that's that's maybe for you know another show but i think overall i think it was just great to see him just just throwing a football in a game it was just like, like you haven't seen it in a long time so it was great to see right. so I, I i totally agree with every you know prediction that that uh, that, that you made so um let's move on to, to fourth down okay. and uh des bryant um I think he's still playing in the NFL, or he's trying to, because <laughs> um, he's visiting the the Cleveland Browns, who it seems like now they they might need some wide receiver depth with um, you know trading Corey Coleman away, and now their um, draft pick Callaway is is you know whatever he's doing with smoking weed and his car, and he's already <laughs> got caught before in college, so he's already on the list anyway. So there's this, probably a suspension coming there. Um, yeah. And then obviously Josh Gordon and whether he's coming back and before week one or not, but so he's visiting the Browns, but um, you know, we can get into whether he's a fit for the Browns or not. But, um, but last year, Des Bryant was mildly, and that's probably too nice. It was disappointing. You know, he had 69 receptions for 830 yards and six touchdowns um, as a guy that was probably drafted in the top, you know, three or four rounds. Um, you know, so that's an easy, easy bust label right there. And he hasn't found a job 
you know, we're already into, you know, week one, you know, middle August. Um, so I guess I'll just ask, like, do, what, what do you think his value is and where do you think he ends up actually playing next year? Yeah, well, I've, I drafted him. I had him on my fantasy team the uh, last two years. Uh, two years ago, uh, he did pretty good for me. Last year, he was a bust. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, that's why the Cowboys got rid of him because he was too much of a distraction. And, uh, you know, he kept crying for the ball but couldn't get open. So yep. I personally think that he's lost a lot of speed. And that, that's going to hurt him because if you can't break away from a guy covering you, you know, it's pretty hard for a quarterback to get the ball to you. And so, uh, unfortunately, uh, the Browns have a really good wide receiver in Callaway, but he can't, you know, he can't, uh, yeah, he's just, just can't stay out of trouble. Yep. And so, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be hurting. Uh, he's going to get suspended, you know, who knows for how long. Mm. And so does Bryant might be a fit there. Yeah, I think he is, he is a fit. I mean, depends on, you know, how much they want to pay. And I'm sure it's probably a one year prove it deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's someone that, that it's at least better than what they could do on the, you know, open market. But you know, that always brings back to what you were saying earlier, you know, who knows might get, who knows who will get cut and maybe they might find somebody else. So it'd be interesting to see actually, if they actually do sign him after meeting with him or if he just sits and floats around. Um, but I think eventually he will find a job somewhere and it'll be, yeah, like I said, on one of those one-year prove-it deals, maybe he plays a lot in the slot wherever he goes. But it seems yeah. like Cleveland is the is the you know the natural fit just because of their wide receiver needs yet. But maybe, maybe Josh Gordon comes back in a couple days and they're good and Callaway's only suspended for a game and so they are okay. But... I also see like Seattle might be one, you know, especially with Doug Baldwin maybe banged up, and um, but it's interesting that he's not really had any interest at all, other than the Browns. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, it's probably because the word out of out of the uh, Cowboys camp is that uh, he, he's he's a distraction, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, you know when he was putting up the big numbers, then. You can be a little bit of a distraction and get yep. away with it, but now you're not putting the numbers up and you're a distraction. Adios, brother. Exactly, especially so, with, especially with how how well um, you know the NFL is passing just in general these days. I mean, it seems like they can just throw you know whoever they want in as a wide receiver. You know, maybe three or two is what he'll probably end up playing. You know, there's always seems like there's some other guy out there who's who's going to be a lot less of a distraction, you know, than, right. than Des Bryant. Um, so it'll be interesting. And I, and I know you'll probably, you know, wherever he does land, you'll end up probably drafting him in the first couple of rounds. Like, uh, you know, I was thinking like Anquan Bolden style or something. Just, you know, just uh, just your attraction to him. Just yeah. it, it's got to be there. Right, Bill? Yeah, I guess you're right. I, <laughs> I just can't you know, stand not having that pain and punishment. Uh, <laughs> is Anquan Bolden still playing? Is he, is he with the uh, uh, 
with the Jaguars or somebody? Is, is he with Jacksonville? I, I think he's done. I hope but, but if if <laughs> if you want him back, I can I can certainly call it around for some teams and call, and get him on a roster just so you can draft him. Uh, yeah, probably not. Okay. So I'm probably not going to draft uh, Dez no matter where he goes either. I'm I'm like the Cowboys. I'm done with them. That, that's that's true. I was just thinking too. You know, wherever he does go, it'll be interesting to see how you know maybe we hit that 12th, 13th round. You know, you never know. But you know, somebody there. But I, I I'm pretty sure I will not be the person to pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. Good. We'll be right there together um, with that. So, well, perfect. Well, that that ends um, fourth down for us. Um, Well, let's move on. Let's kind of transition a little bit to our league. Um, I know that we had some some rule changes and I put some polls out there. We're just going to go super fast with this. I'm just going to kind of update um, the results of some of them. Technically, I said the polls closed on Monday, the 13th. Um, Obviously... I got seven votes for all of them, so obviously a couple of people haven't voted. So if you have not voted, um, you suck <laughs> because it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard to go out and, and click a couple buttons. Um, so if you have not voted, you know, go ahead and vote now, like yesterday or tomorrow when you hear this podcast. Um, but I can give you some kind of updates that um, that's going on. Poll number one was kicker points, and that's the one that, that – I think we could use a couple more votes right now. There's four votes um, for the um, points staying the same for kickers for last year, and there's three votes for the um, for making it a little bit of a tweak um, with zero through 49 yards being three points, 50 plus um, and over being worth four points. So tweaking it just a little bit with the with the scoring, and that has three votes. So we're talking about one vote separating the two. And um, that one will be one to, to kind of watch if, if those other three just decide to, to play fantasy football this year or, or not. <laughs> so, uh, But those are interesting ones that I wanted to kind of update some people on. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe we can leave that poll open for a couple more days and see because I really want everybody to kind of vote on it. Um, but if not, we'll just kind of leave it how it is and and it looks like it would stay the same so far. I don't know if you wanted to comment on these or not, or maybe we should just move on. Uh, a quick comment, and then okay. we can move on. Okay. Uh, we need everybody to vote. Uh, everybody uh, uh, needs to, to kick in and, and uh, say their piece. Perfect. Uh, so I think we should give it a couple more days. Uh, give everybody a, a, a chance to to chime in, um, and that's pretty much where I'm at at that. I, Good. People Good. should vote, and we encourage everybody to vote. Everybody's vote counts, uh, so I think we should leave it open for a couple more days and and uh, give everybody a chance to to uh, get their vote in. Perfect. And uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't, and we're not going to sit here and try to sway people's votes either way because um i think it's just a slight tweak and and however you feel like that tweak needs to be um you just need to just put your vote in so poll number two is just about ir slots and and moving it from two slots which we currently have to one slot and right now one slot is winning by 
five votes compared to two votes. So I feel like that one's pretty strong, and that one will probably move um, unless the three that I haven't voted, you know, vote for, for the two slots um, for yeah. IR. So I think that one seems like it's pretty safe so far, but we'll leave, we'll, you know, we'll leave that alone. Um, and then poll number three was the inactive player amendment. Um, something that's been a kind of a, you know, not a hot topic, but, but just something to kind of make sure that we don't have any bi week players and active players, et cetera, playing. Um, and we know, you know, certain circumstances come up where things happen in life and, and we're, we're ready and prepared for, for that stuff if it does happen. So I think that's why these, this amendment is in there. And so, um, the penalty for, um, for this new amendment would be the loss of keepers for um, the first offense. You wouldn't be able to keep anybody. Um, taking away your first round pick if it happens again. So maybe you, you play an, a player that's out or inactive a second time in the same season, which seems very highly unlikely to happen. Um, and then if it happens again the third time, then we, we'll just take it to a vote and we'll see if maybe this owner needs to to, to be relieved of his duties or, or give him a chance to talk about it and stuff too. And, and I don't ever see that happening, but um, I, I think that's where we want to go with, with that and make it a more of an off season, um, you know, penalty. Penalty. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well. and, and that one has six votes compared to staying the same, which has one vote. So it, you know, that already is actually majority vote anyway. Um, so I don't think we really have to spend any time, you know, talking about that one. But I just want to kind of update people on, on those polls. And, um, yeah, and then we can just kind of move on in. And so I'll just get, get your thoughts real quick before we go on to the, the preseason. Well, you said we have six votes on the... Uh, uh, on the amendment one, yes. On the amendment, okay. <clears throat> so if we got six votes for that, Everybody else should have voted for all the other stuff, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I've got so, seven votes for all of them. So hopefully, you know, everybody votes for at least the other two. You know, the, the amendment one is six votes. So that's already a majority anyway. So that one will pass. That, one, that one's passing, um, right? The other one with the IR slots is close. But, but again, I think, like you said, we'll just leave it as if you haven't voted yet, go out and vote, and let's get those changes made and so we can you know just keep moving on with the season um, right. okay perfect let's go on to um, preseason week one which obviously both of us <laughs> um, kind of stated we didn't watch too much of but, but we we read plenty of recaps and watched highlights and stuff so we wanted to kind of talk about our biggest takeaway um, and so as we kind of watched some of those series and did and did some of the you know the reading and highlight watching and stuff, I think the biggest takeaway for me and, and I think for you as we talked about it, um, you know, uh, before the show was was just being able to watch some of these um, rookie quarterbacks obviously making their debuts and we've have you know five first round quarterbacks in this year's draft that that. Um, actually saw first, you know, NFL action. And for the most part, I think all five of them actually did pretty well. Now, obviously, more, you know, more of them played against first team and second team. And like Lamar Jackson, that we'll talk about at the end, has played two games instead of one. And, you know, offensive line play was probably a little different for each one because they, maybe they got some time with the ones instead of the twos. And, you know, I think that was the case a lot with, like, Josh Rosen, 
just playing against you know with the two with the uh, you know the offensive line um, second team and they looked atrocious for the Cardinals but um, but we can go through a list real quick and I'll just kind of get your thoughts I mean Baker Mayfield um, you know number one overall pick and he's sitting behind Tyrod Taylor who's supposed to be the starter and maybe the starter for 10 games 12 games 16 who knows uh, barring injury and it's just sitting on the sideline for the number one pick but he looked very good um, you know, completing 11 of 20 passes. He had 220 yards and two touchdowns, looked comfortable in the pocket and um, delivered some, some big throws. Um, Sam Darnold, the, the, um, the Jets pick, he did well. I think he was the third overall pick, and he completed 13 of 18 for 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm going to skip Josh Allen real quick because we'll kind of come back to him. Uh, Josh Rosen for the Cardinals. Um, I don't know if you might have seen a little bit more of that game because you're in Arizona, but he was 6 of 13 for 41 yards and, and did not throw a touchdown or a pick. Um, but at least what I read and saw a little bit, it's just his offensive line was not very good. Um, and he made some, some pretty timely throws and, and some encouraging play for them. I don't know if you how much of Josh Rosen you got to watch. Yeah, I watched. <clears throat> I watched uh, most of the uh, first half of that game. Huh. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, before the game even started, had lost their their center, mm-hmm. uh, Shipley. I think his name is. Yep. <clears throat> and they <clears throat> they have a pretty good backup. Uh, I believe the kid's name is Cole. Uh, but their offensive line, uh, besides the uh, injury to the center uh they're they're to me they're back to these same old cardinals uh david johnson looked pretty good <laughs> but uh I, I don't know their, their offensive line is <clears throat> is hurting and uh and it's going to be uh it's going to be a long season for the cardinals yeah, I, I, Sam Bradford, Bradford uh, is going to be their starter, but if he can't stay healthy, which I can't see him being healthy very long with that offensive line, uh, then just think it's going to be a long season for the Cardinals. And uh, in their in the predictions for <clears throat> for that uh, for that division and for that uh, conference. They've got the Cardinals. Uh, they got the Cardinals in last place in their division. Uh, a lot of a lot of predictions. Uh, I don't. I don't have a win loss uh, number, but they're not predicted to do very well in their conference. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up that. I mean, David Johnson. He looked great in, in those two carries and. Um, you know, I think he's he's their only hope. You know, of, of having any kind of semblance of a of a competent offense. Um, but but you also did bring up, you know, that this offensive line is going to be protecting Sam Bradford, who um, who I, I think has. I think both of you, both me and you, have probably better knees than than he does. <laughs> and and yeah. so if that offensive yeah. line is trying to protect him, then. It, it it might be a long season, like you said, and so 
you know, going to count on David Johnson and hopefully Larry Fitzgerald in the slot and those quick throws and stuff uh, might help uh, a little bit in, in Arizona, but they really have to, to, you know, shore up that offensive line. But they're um, another quarterback too, that, that um, has played actually two games uh, for Baltimore has been Lamar Jackson. Um, and he's looked electric, erratic, um, but just an overall playmaker um, on offense. And I think even off the air, we were talking a little bit about Joe Flacco, how he's actually looked very good compared to how he's looked in the last couple of seasons. I mean, it, it seems like every time I talk about Joe Flacco, he's, I feel like he's just always stealing money <laughs> from the Ravens <laughs> and how much money he's paid yeah. for how just awful he is after that, you know, Super Bowl win. But, you know, signs are pointing up for him and, He's every report has been great for Flacco. So Lamar Jackson obviously has kind of an uphill battle to, to, to playing time unless just the Ravens completely fall flat. But he has looked good so far, um, at least being just being electric in, in the pocket. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson's really looked good. He's got a strong arm. Uh Joe Flacco, I haven't seen him in the preseason, but uh, according to some people in the uh, NFL network, uh, you know, he he had an injury, a back injury, and apparently he's come back pretty strong this year. And so he's going to, he may may play pretty well uh, this year. It'd be interesting to see how how they can protect him. And uh, if they can, he's supposed to be in pretty good shape. So be interesting to see in the next couple of preseason games how he does. And that's true. And that's a that's a, a Baltimore Ravens team that was, you know, just barely missed the playoffs last year for, for how bad you, you, you would think that their offense was um, and how bad Flacco played and their run game and, and just the receivers and, I mean, they did just barely miss the playoffs. So that's such an interesting one to watch this year because I, I feel like they, they know Lamar Jackson is you know, kind of the future and, and everything. But when you're paying Flacco that much, that much money this year and next right. year, too, I don't think they can cut him because there's just so much dead money in that. But, it, it, yeah, that, that's such a, um, a, a you know, quarterback battle if you want to say not for now but for later on the season if they if the ravens just start just tanking and just just are awful i would not be surprised if they make a switch uh, but the last one too i wanted to talk about too was was josh allen um who's who has has critics that are really high on him and critics that are just so low on him um i think your boy jalen ramsey even called him trash um <laughs> In a GPU uh, article, but um, just so many people think he's just he's he's so he's going to be great, and so many people on the other end just think he's just awful and such a bad pick for the Bills, and that offense is going to be just horrendous with with just all the changes and no receivers and go on and on about that. Um, but he actually looked pretty good. I mean, he's got such a strong arm that he made some great throws. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the one play though, where he was running around the backfield and and stuff. He looked like a high school quarterback, just flailing yeah. his arms around. But besides that play, he he actually he actually almost impressed me more than any of them. Just just with with the 
with the conception of, or the, you know, that he was going to be awful to begin with. And he did not look awful. So. Yeah, actually, if you look at his numbers, uh, nine of 19, 161 yards and a TD. Uh, his numbers uh, look pretty good. And so, you know, you're right. A lot of people in, uh, in Buffalo are bashing the guy, but I, I got a feeling he's going to be the starter there. Yeah, if he's not the starter by week one, I mean, I don't know how much longer with that offense and, and everything going on. It's, he, he, he couldn't just be the starter, and it's that, it's that at, at that point, I think they have A.J. McCarron and, um, and who knows who else uh, they have there. But or eventually, you just got to throw him out there and, and just see what the kid can do. Uh, you mean trade it up and you feel like he, he's better than – you know, at least Josh Rosen, because I took a head ahead of him, and you just got to right. give him a chance and, and see what happens. So um, he's one to definitely watch um, if you actually want to watch the Buffalo Bills play football at all this year. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, they have uh, uh, what's his name, the running back McCoy. Yeah, uh, he's a very know, polarizing one. If they can get the running game going, then. Uh, yeah, I, I think got feeling, I got a feeling that Josh Allen's going to surprise some people. And uh, I think no, he's going to do well. And if they can get the running game going in front of them, uh, that that will help. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. I think next, you know, maybe next week when we do some more previews, I think the Bills might be one that we can kind of try to throw in there because it's such a polarizing team with with McCoy and you know maybe the off field stuff, which doesn't seem like it's it's going to affect him so much this year, but their receiving core and, and their offensive line. And I mean, that was a playoff team last year, you know, so it's right. not like they yeah. were just abysmal, but so many changes. I think that's such a, um, just a, a team to really watch. And so I agree. I think maybe we can kind of squeeze them in next week to, to really give a preview on and, and see if anybody actually wants to draft any bills players. Yeah, you know, take, and the draft decides McCoy. Yeah. So, yeah, we could take a look at their wide receivers. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think that would I think that would be a good good one. Maybe interesting to see how how well they do in the next uh, next couple preseason games. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be one to watch. So, all right, perfect. Well, uh, that'll end our kind of preseason uh, watch for week one. Um, let's shift over to um, our um, division uh, previews. And, and so I think this week we were going to focus on the NFC and the AFC West. Um, since we, you know, obviously, you know, you guys are in Arizona still, and I'm still a pretty big, you know, Cardinals fan. And then the Chiefs are in the AFC West too. So it'll be kind of fun to, to go through some of these teams. And so, um, we'll start with the NFC West, um, and Bill, um, you have some predictions for us um, for this division. So um, why don't you share us uh, share with us some of the experts' predictions for this division for the NFC okay. West? Well, I uh, I have a magazine, uh, Pro Football, uh, going by some of their predictions. And they're, uh, they're, they're, let me 
Yeah, so while you're looking that up, yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got the Cardinals, who people are pretty low on. We've got the the Seahawks, who are defense teams in shambles. We've got the 49ers, who seem like they're kind of on the up and up with Kyle Shannon in his, in his second year. And then, obviously, if, I don't know if you would have said this last year, you know, the cream of the crop with the with the L.A. Rams. Um and and sitting up there at the top, so um, yeah, it, it would be interesting to actually see what what some of the experts think about this division this year. Yeah, well, according to my magazine here, they're ranking the Rams to take the division mm-hmm. uh, with San Francisco, Seattle, and the Cardinals in dead last, and so <clears throat> I. I I think it's a pretty good uh, prediction. Uh, although uh, I know a couple of weeks ago you and I had talked about San Francisco, and I I pretty much dogged them. But I got a feeling now that I've seen uh, a couple of preseason, uh, not preseason games, but preseason first quarters, and um, uh, San Francisco. I think it's going to surprise people, especially defensively. And uh, I got a feeling that they're they're going to do better than uh, than the Rams. That's but, that's a uh, yeah, that's a bold, that's a pretty bold bold take. And actually, I I'll agree with you a little bit on that. I I really feel like the Rams were just in such a great situation last year, and the vision was down, and they beat up on you know, a lot of bad teams and, and stuff. And, and obviously the new offense with, with Sean McVay and they got rid of, um, you know, Jeff, Jeff Fisher and his, you know, his eight and eight, you know, going ways. But, um, but I, I really, I'm really kind of with you with that, that the Rams, I don't know if they might end up being the top of that list. I, I could see the 49ers and I, I don't know, you know, big Cardinals fan here still, I really feel like the Cardinals are still maybe not getting a lot of the respect they deserve, and I think they got a lot last year, so maybe people are just really down on them um, this year. But the Seahawks are going to be awful. I, I really think that um, you know their offense is not going to be very good. Their defense is just, I think, going to be awful. And so that division, I think, is kind of up for grabs. So I, I think I agree with you with the um, – with uh, the Rams maybe not being at the top of the list at the end, and who knows what the 49ers could do um, with their defense, and then Kyle Shannon in his second year with that offense too, I think I think could surprise some people. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm glad you brought up all those expert you know predictions and stuff, and so it'll be interesting to see how that really does shake out. Um, so I think with this with these kind of division previews starting in the NFC West. We'll kind of highlight a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end um, from this division, and we'll and we'll hit each team and kind of pick a, um, a a position to go along with it. So I think we'll start with the quarterback, and we'll start in San Francisco with, um, you know, we we've, we've been talking about you know GQ magazine, and and so you could easily put yeah. you know Jimmy Garoppolo on the front cover of that. I mean, you know, handsome Jimmy G, and somebody that now lives in, you know. San Jose, San, you know, Santa Clara, San Francisco area. Um, gosh, people just love Jimmy G. And I don't even know if it's for how well he plays football or if it's just how good looking he is. 
but um, but they, around here he he's Jimmy GQ, and so last year he played like Jimmy GQ at least in the win column. Um, the stats he was he was good, uh, but you know he, he obviously got traded to the the Forty Niners um, towards the end of the year and made five starts, won all five games, um, and he was impressive, but. The touchdowns were lacking. I mean, he was 67% uh, passing. He threw for over 1,500 yards. He had only seven touchdowns in those five games, along with five interceptions. Um, so he's kind of this this guy that I've seen in at least some mock drafts and, and things going as like the eighth quarterback, tenth quarterback, and and stuff. And it's a lot of high expectations for someone that's made only you know five starts and then you know a handful with New England before he got traded. So. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Jimmy G, or or should we go to uh, the running back debacle in Seattle? <laughs> well, the only thing about Jimmy G is, uh, and you touched on it, was his uh, amount of touchdowns. Uh, they they won games uh, because of their defense last year. Yep. Uh, and and so, but like you say, I think they're going to be a surprising team. And I think that offense is going to start clicking with more touchdowns. Yep. Uh, and and I believe that they'll do better than the uh, than the than the Rams will. Uh, a lot of a lot of the so-called experts are picking the Rams to win that division, and I think there's going to be a little little upset there with San Francisco. I think they're going to play. Uh, I think they're going to play a lot better. There's teams that are. Uh, hurting, like you say, Seattle uh, and the Cardinals, they're, they're still struggling too on offense. And yep. So, perfect. Well, so that we'll go into the kind of the running back um, portion of, of this division. And so we'll hit on kind of this just very polarizing group um, and, and we'll hit Seattle uh, with their running backs. Obviously, Chris Carson, who was a very late round, I think seven round pick last year, and he played four games and he was pretty electric. And then you look at the stats and it was it was okay. But then they obviously went out and, and drafted, you know, Rashad Penny in the first round out of San Diego State. And he was supposed to be, you know, kind of their kind of their lead back and go to back and and then you just you've heard a lot of reports, you know, lately with with Carson is still the lead back and, and Penny's struggling to catch up and things like this. And then obviously we've been hit with this injury news and now he's broken his hand and or a finger in his in his hand and he's gonna be out for at least a couple weeks and week one is up in the air. And so this just whole Seattle backfield who which wasn't good last year at all. <laughs> Their run game was atrocious. Right. Um, yeah. They tried so many different guys, and Mike Davis, and even um, Christine Michael was there for a while, and and um, and it was supposed to be Richard Penny and nobody else. Maybe Chris Carson was gonna just spell him as a just a backup, backup. Um, and so now it looks like it's Chris Carson all the way, and with Penny struggling to even get on the field because of injury and and stuff. So I don't know if he had any, you know tidbits to throw in here with, with them, but it just seems like it's just such a strange backfield that already struggled last year. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Uh, 
they're, they, they have a very weak offensive line. And that's, that's what uh, has really been hurting the team. Uh, they've got some good running backs on that, on that team. But, you know, here we go with the uh, injury stuff. Uh, it's, they kind of have that same syndrome that uh, Cleveland has. If you know if they're not hurt, then they're they're in trouble with uh, with the law. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Seattle doesn't have that problem. Seattle just lost a lot of people, and so they're going to be hurting defensively, which will affect the offense. And and I haven't seen where they've upgraded that offensive line enough to really. Uh, chase the division down, and so uh, I'm I'm predicting they're not going to do much better than the than the Cardinals. They're, yeah, they're, uh, I I don't think they're going to have a good season. And their running backs, you know, here you go. You got a guy that's hurt, and you know, hoping that the the other guys. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll come up and, and pick up the slack, but it's going to be hard to do with that offensive line. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And we'll, we'll leave it at that with, with just how, how bad their offensive line was last year. And so I don't know how much you can really hope for whoever's running, you know, behind that offensive line, how, how well they could do. And, you know, who knows? They could always surprise people. But it, it seems like it's always the Russell Wilson show with, with him just running around and, and finding open guys and running backs getting stuffed and, and getting chased so, around is what it, it, it is. Exactly, exactly. All right, so, let's move on to uh, wide receiver in this uh, division. And so I thought we'd pinpoint the um, the aforementioned LA Rams and and how we how we feel their fall from grace grace is going to happen. Um, but let's look at their wide receivers, um, especially since last season. You know, training camp, they traded for Sammy Watkins. And he, yeah. he just got, he got about 70 targets in that offense. And, and everybody thought he would, you know, do a lot more. He's he's most he's the most talented guy there, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't do anything. I mean, obviously, 70 targets, you probably can't do a lot with anyway. Um, but maybe that, you know, people attribute that to he was there, you know, halfway through the training camp, didn't get a big, you know, piece of the playbook by the time the season started and and there were two other guys there in Robert Woods and and Cooper Cup who were there the whole time and and got more of a grasp on the on the playbook and play calling with Sean McVay starting there um as as the coach and and so Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are still there um Woods played 12 games last year so he's injured you know in a couple of them but he did 50, 56 receptions for Almost 800 yards and five touchdowns, and then Cooper Cup was um, was was equally great in the 15 games he played as as a rookie. He had 62 catches for um, 800, almost 70 yards and five touchdowns, and he he did lead them in uh, red zone targets too, um, which is pretty amazing from you know kind of a, a slot guy that a rookie slot guy that that no one knew a lot about, and so now we kind of bring in this you know, polarizing Brandon Cooks that they just traded for. And, you know, what is he going to see? Is he going to see 120 targets that he saw with, you know, Breeze and, and Brady? 
Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and now he's got Jared Goff thrown to him? Or is he going to see more of 70 targets that maybe Sammy Watkins saw? And, and, and so it's such a very just interesting group of wide receivers. So I'd love to hear your take on kind of all three of them with Cooks, Woods, and Cup. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I got a feeling that the Rams are going to have a good season. And I think in order to do that, though, uh, that kid Cooper Cup is going to have to get 100 catches and, uh, and score some touchdowns. Um, offensive line, again, is a, a bit of an issue. But uh, you got a pretty good running back there with uh, uh, who the hell is their running back now? With uh, Gurley. Oh, Todd Gurley, yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think that that team's going to do do pretty well. I think them and San Francisco is going to be uh, – they're going to be the top dogs in that division. Uh, so, I don't know. My take is that they're, they're going to do real well. And uh, Jared Goff is going to be a top uh, quarterback in the league. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed with those receivers, but I think as a whole, I think they're you know they're a good group, and obviously, like you said, with with Gurley and his pass catching ability and stuff too. I mean, I think their offense will be in games. It'll it'll yeah, it'll obviously be their defense and um, and what everybody else you know kind of throws at them. Uh, so the last team we haven't talked about in this division, and, and we haven't talked about tight end, is is Ricky Seals Jones um, for the Arizona Cardinals. And he's kind of this kind of interesting tight end prospect with they had Jermaine Gresham there and you know how old he is and he's always injured and 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 Seals Joe Jr. he played 10 games but he only started one and he had 12 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns but they all came late in the season so I don't think I want to talk too much about him because I think we're going to try to move on a little bit um, but he's just an interesting guy um, for an offense that with the Cardinals should, we don't want to say we'll be playing from behind a lot, but he, he might be that guy that, that might help Larry Fitzgerald and whoever their number two and three wide receiver is and over, you know, over the middle and maybe he might just catch some fire a couple weeks and might end up being a, a pretty solid play and, and stuff um, for them for maybe at least a couple weeks or halfway through the season. And who knows what, what could what he could really do for a you know Sam Bradford, you know short passing offense. Yeah, the Cardinals are pretty high on that kid. Yeah, and, uh, he's looked pretty good so far in the uh, uh, preseason. <clears throat> uh, he's not afraid to block anybody, and that's that's really going to help him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm pretty high on him. I'm just you know again that's back to the Cardinals and their offensive line if they can't uh, block and protect uh it's going to be a long season for all of those guys yeah exactly all right well let's move on to the afc west and we'll kind of try to shoot through some of these um pretty quickly um so why don't you just give us a, a real quick recap of um kind of what the experts are saying for the afc west i mean we've got denver um sitting there with maybe a potentially not franchise quarterback but obviously an upgrade with Case Keenum. Now we've got the 
Oakland Raiders, who I think have transformed back into like, you know, 1996, 88, you know, with John Gruden and, <laughs> and, and kind of his philosophies and stuff coming out of the booth out of retirement. Um, and then we've got obviously the Chargers who, who everybody's just their, it's their darling pick. To, to do a lot of stuff, but they could just never put it together with injuries and stuff. And then obviously my my team, the, the Chiefs, and obviously a lot of change with them and trading their star quarterback that they felt like they didn't need anymore and going to their you know prized rookie um, Mahomes and still have Andy Reid there with, with the success they had last year on offense. So um, what, are, what are the at least the experts saying uh, with the NFC well, West this year? Yeah, the uh, experts are, are calling for uh, the Chargers to actually take that division. Yeah. Uh, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Um, I can see the Chargers doing well. Uh, Raiders, you know, uh, they've got guys that are not coming into training camp. Uh, uh, so they, they've got a couple of issues, but uh, it's a Gruden team, and uh, he usually gets the best out of his guys. So uh, I don't, I don't see them being in fourth place in that division. Yeah, I think this division is is one that should be pretty interesting to watch because you know you have the you know obviously the Chiefs who were really good at the beginning of the year last year. And then they had the cash that such, you know, that lull and fantasy wise with cream hunt and his struggles in the, you know, middle part of the season. But then, you know, you have the chargers who, who should be good. I mean, they just, just keep tripping over themselves all the time with, with injuries and field goal kicking and stuff. So I think this should be a really good uh, division. So I think we'll start with, um, the, you know the quarterback we picked for this division and obviously I think the the pick that w- was kind of not the obviously obvious one but uh, Case Keenum in Denver we've seen how Denver has been with <laughs> Peyton Manning with three or four years ago and how awesome they were and then how Peyton Manning was you know throwing ducks and how terrible they were with him and Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch and I think you played quarterback for them a couple games, didn't you? <laughs> I could have, yeah. But I just, just how awful they were with, with, with how the talent they have at receiver with Demaris Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and stuff. So they brought in Case Keenum from from uh, the Vikings, and, and he was great last year. I mean, at 68%, you know, he had 3,500 yards and 22 touchdowns, which is kind of low, but only seven picks. And for a, a Minnesota offense that was run heavy and just, you know, they had a great defense. And so um, he's definitely upgrade over, gosh, just the dumpster fire they had <laughs> at quarterback right. the last yeah. couple of years. Um, and then, you know, we could talk about the running backs from, you know, the Raiders. And and we're still talking about Marshawn Lynch and, and John Gruden, first of all, who loves just old guys. I mean, gosh, Marshawn Lynch and, and – um, Jordy Nelson and just anybody else who's over 30 come play for me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And so the running backs for the, the Raiders, um, with, with Marshawn Lynch and then they got Doug Martin, who's, 
it seems like he's up and down, up and down, up and down every year. And so maybe this is his up year. And then they also have those two running backs, you know, Richard and Washington, who who's shown flashes and limited time and and everything. But I mean, Lynch last year, if you really look at the, some of the stats, I mean, 15 games, he was 890 yards and seven touchdowns and cut 20 balls for 150 yards. But if you really look at his last eight games, he was on pace for, you know, well over a thousand yards and, and, um, you know, almost double digit touchdowns. So maybe you can talk about kind of both of those teams with, with the Broncos and the, um, and the Raiders and kind of quarterbacks and running backs for them. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, Marshawn Lynch, he, he should be a surprise in this league. I think, um, if, if John Gruden comes to that team and, runs the ball like he says he's going to the pound and ground or what do you call it the grounded and pound uh i think uh, i think lynch is is going to be a pretty good player fantasy wise uh if, if gruden does run the ball like he says he's going to uh doug martin that guy's got some miles on him <laughs> but man the guy who always you know, showed some flashes, but just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, taking the ball and and uh, and running it the two or three yards that he gets, uh, and Doug Martin uh, a flash uh, should could be interesting on, on that team. Uh, you know, last year. Those teams, Kansas City and and the Chargers, just had a habit of blowing the game in late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I would bet that both of those teams combined probably had uh, seven or eight losses where they where their defense just couldn't hold hold a lead in the fourth quarter. And uh, you know, part of that is because of the running game. If the running game if they could depend on a running game <clears throat> late in the game, uh, they they would keep control of the ball uh, late in the games versus you know giving up uh, giving up scores late in the games and really uh, really hurting their playoff chances. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> you know, we can easily transition right into the Chargers and. Chiefs with that because the Chargers with them it was almost field goal kicking. I don't, if you remember, I mean they they lost so many games just because they they couldn't just make a simple field goal in the first couple weeks. And if you look back at you know at the end of the season, they would have been probably in the playoffs with it. And um, yeah, and then I totally agree with you with the Chiefs too because I remember watching some of those games where they just I mean it seems like Andy Reid just he kind of forgot who you know cream hunt was and you know maybe they needed to be reintroduced to themselves you know or something because you just stopped giving them the ball at the end of the games a lot and it's like oh yeah i i do have a you know top you know five ten running back maybe we should give him the ball and let's ice the game and and so they're you're right they they just left a lot of points on the on the board or on the field and and just didn't close games out so 
Um, yeah, so when we talk about the Chargers and the Chiefs, I mean, I think I think the easy one with the Chargers is is their wide receivers, um, and we can we can talk about Philip Rivers and and Melvin Gordon, but they're you know they're just solid, just rocks at their position. But their wide receivers, obviously behind Keenan Allen, who was who really stepped up last year, but but behind him, there's just a lot of question marks with. You know, William with the Williams brothers, or or how I like to call them, at least. You know, with Mike Williams, who they spent a right. you know top ten pick last year, and he's supposed to be this great receiver, and injured last year, and just couldn't get on the field. And then they have Tyro Williams, who who's kind of a a journeyman kind of guy, but man, he is a deep threat and can get open. And then they also have um, Travis Benjamin, who's kind of a deep threat too. And so they have a lot of weapons, but how do you kind of make you know? all these guys fit into rankings and stuff too. So, I mean, last year, Tyra Williams, you know, he, he started 15 games had 43 catches for a little over 700 yards and four touchdowns. And then Mike uh, Williams was just injured all, all year. He started only one game and had 11 catches and 95 yards and, and just limited action across the whole season. So I think there's targets up, up for grab and at least the, the chargers, especially and maybe you can, kind of elaborate on this a little bit with with just the loss of hunter henry and i was um i was so sad to hear that he was injured you know he's supposed to take over a tight end for antonio gates and i was ready to draft him all the time and every draft i ever did and um so there's plenty of of targets to go around in in uh in los angeles yeah you're right um that uh, Hunter Henry uh, injury, that kind of threw the team for a loop a little bit. Uh, I mean, they were talking about signing uh, Antonio Gates again. Mm-hmm. And, and that guy, uh, he, he, he should have been done two, two years ago. Yep. But, you know, they kept him on because they wanted him to, to break records and stuff. And, uh yeah, and they might bring him back. So, I mean, that, that they should. That seems like such a perfect fit for you know. If if he's not going to get in Hunter Henry's way, I might as well bring him in. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think that I think that'd be a mistake. I think what the Chargers ought to do is cut Gates loose. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be anywhere in the top fifteen in receptions. He's too slow. Uh, I I don't think uh, Gates is the answer. I think what they ought to do is just like some of these other teams is <clears throat> wait for the cuts and uh, and f- see if you can find a diamond in the uh, in, in the dirt, so to speak, uh, with with some of these cuts. Uh, but I don't think Gates is the answer, and it really was a shame to see that kid go down because. Uh, Hunter Henry would have been a guy that I'd have picked up and I'd have kept every year. Yeah, because he, he had a lot of promise. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a guy that that I think a lot of us would have been clamoring for. You know, after maybe the big three, you know, with Gronkowski and um, you know Ertz and Kelsey. You know, after that, it it would have been right there with Hunter Henry because I feel like a breakout was coming for sure with him and. It's yep. just too bad he got injured, and and so that brings us to 
you know, kind of the tight end position in this and, and right with the guy I just, just mentioned, um, is Travis Kelsey, who played 15 games last year at 80, 80 catches, you know, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. Um, there's just kind of a little uncertainty this year. And we talked a little bit about it when we, um, when we were talking about some of the other, you know, positions and, and everything and people leaving and stuff too. I mean, he's got Sammy Watkins coming there now. So he's got some new, uh, weapons there. We talked about his, his quarterback, Alex Smith, who's been shipped off and, and now he's got Patrick Mahomes there who personally I, I love, and I think he'll be great, but will he be great now? is the question and I think the big question is will Travis Kelsey be able to flourish like he did with Alex Smith in this new offense with new weapons and new uh, new quarterback play yeah it's going to be interesting uh I think Kelsey is one of those guys like uh um who's the guy that left uh, Dallas this year no oh, Jason Witten. Uh, Jason Witten. Yeah. He's a he's a Jason Witten kind of guy. The only thing with uh, Kelsey is I think he's a better blocker, mm-hmm. and he's actually the guy's the guy's a monster. He's yeah. a big, guy. and uh, and when he hits you, you know you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a feeling that he's going to do well with Mahomes. I think it's going to be one of those. Uh, he's he'll be one of those guys. I think that's going to click real quick. And, uh, and and that'll actually help Mahomes because he'll have that uh, what do you call it that uh, that kind of a guy that's gonna gonna be there for you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, kind of a uh, security blanket over the middle. Yeah, kind exactly. Of guy, yeah, the security blanket mm-hmm. is the term I was trying to think of. Yeah, uh, I got a feeling if if Kansas City can you know, shore up their defense. I got a feeling that that's going to be a team uh, to beat in that division and even in that conference. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I'm obviously talking to a a huge Chiefs fan, but it it does ride a lot on, you know, the arm of of Patrick Mahomes and, and maybe what the coaching staff can do with him. And But if you're going to have to put up, you know, 28 points, 35 points a game, then, you know, it's another issue too. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to depend on their defense and their defense really let them down last year. It was probably three or four games that they lost late in the fourth quarter. And it was just, you know, I had their defense Um. last year and I got burned in a couple of games because, you know, late in the game, they give up a, uh, um, a field goal or, a, you know, um, just a, the defense didn't, didn't hold up on, uh, on their end on, a, on three or four games that they lost, uh, like I said, late in the fourth quarter. And, and, and that really hurt them. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. I totally agree. And so hopefully they can share that up because they, yeah, they were awful in just the last two minutes of, of either half. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, that that whole division should be a pretty great one to to watch. And and like you said, I think it's it's not going to be a surprise if if you see the Chargers rise up to the very top, and you know, and and maybe Denver and 
and Kansas City are fighting there with Oakland and you know John Gruden and it'd be a very fun division to to keep track of you know as we hit you know early part of the season mid part of the season to kind of see where they're at so um so yeah i think uh, i think that concludes this episode of uh the one amigo to another fantasy football podcast uh bill thanks for uh thanks for joining me today well it was fun i i enjoy uh talking football and can't wait for the draft uh, hopefully we get a couple more uh, people to vote for some of this stuff and have, uh, have, uh, you know, everybody put their input into it and, and, uh, and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at the calendar now, we're about roughly, uh, one and a half weeks or so until keepers are due and then about 18 ish days until the actual draft. So uh, we're getting right up there. I'm tired of doing these mock drafts. I, I just want to do the real thing, uh, you know. And so I, I cannot wait. Um, we also have, you know, preseason uh, week two games starting tomorrow, as we as we record this on Wednesday evening. And throughout, and so we'll watch those games throughout the weekend. And uh, I know I'll be watching at least a little bit, and I'll try to catch more of the games this week because seems like they'll matter more and. I'm sure you'll probably be watching a little more closely too this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be watching. Um, so, who's your who who's who's your uh, first pick in the draft? Who who do you want? Who are you looking at? Yeah, gosh, you're throwing me a loaded question at the very end of the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 I see how that is. I like that. I you know I, Actually, I, I was I thinking did, about that. I'm not that. expecting an answer to be no, honest. That's okay. With I'll give an answer. <laughs> I think, you know, I think that's a great way to transition into next, maybe next week's show that we can talk a little bit more. I think I'd love to talk a little bit more about maybe how each of us kind of approaches the draft and keepers and, and stuff and other people's keepers. I think it would be great to, to do that next show. So, hey, okay. that's, a little, that you know, that's yeah. a little teaser for next week. But but you brought it up, so I'll answer the, actually, I'll answer the question. I, I, I prefer, I'm, I'm glad I'm picking six. Uh, I was looking for maybe five or six um, this year after after I didn't get one or two, which I, I, I was hoping I would get. But I actually, I'm, I'm loving five or six. I feel like I can still get one of the top, you know, six, seven, eight players that I think are there. And then it just gives, you know, me a better chance to, to grab somebody, um, you know, before you. Because you'll be picking before me, right? In, in yep. five, so you'll be picking right before me in round the one. First round, yeah. So I'll, I'll hopefully be able to snipe somebody that you want in round two coming up. But uh, well, I'm sure you're going to grab a couple of guys. But I but I, I'm liking. I'm actually. I think I'm liking where I'm picking six or seven. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's it's been good. What, what I've been looking at with mock drafts and. And once we start to see who who's people who people um, are keeping and stuff next year, it should be good. But you know, that's a great question. I'm glad you you know put me on the spot <laughs> with that question. And, um, yeah. But I, I think that's something that we can definitely explore uh, next week too. We can maybe talk a little maybe draft strategy or or maybe keeper strategy or or what what we're doing now um, might might yeah. be interesting for some people to to hear about 
you know, because it's such a lull right now with just preseason games and and stuff too. So, um, well, if enough people <clears throat> watch the uh, podcast this week, maybe we can get uh, <clears throat> you know get a couple of responses from people, see what uh, see how they like <clears throat> where they're drafting at, and um, maybe get a little input from some. So many other guys see who they're likely to pick or who they're likely to keep. Yeah, that'd be great. I think, you know, we've talked about having guests on the show. So maybe even next week we can we can start with somebody. I think that's a, that's a good idea. And if, if anybody wants to come on, if you're listening and, you know, other people in our league, if, if you want to come on and give us some insight of who you might want to keep, that might be a great um you know, guest to, to have on next week too, to hear some sure. perspective of, of why you're keeping, you know, so-and-so compared to um, somebody else or a different positions and stuff. I think that'd be great. So maybe we'll reach out. And so if you're listening um, today, yeah, shoot, um, you know, shoot me an email or shoot me a text, you know, and yeah, we can go from there. I know we've, we've kind of started to line up some guests for, um, for in-season podcasts, but who knows? Maybe next week that, that would be a great one. I think we're looking to record the next show um, next Wednesday, the 22nd, in, and maybe posting it Thursday mornings, hopefully, um, if I have some time to, to do it. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a great idea, Bill. And, yeah, it would be great to hear some perspective some, um, from other people in our league about why they're keeping certain people. So. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, maybe get uh, some more opinions about <clears throat> the uh, the whole idea with the podcast too. So yeah, that'd be uh, great. I think we this have, has we been... want some people to chime in and let us know what they think. Yeah, I think it's been great. So so yeah, I think we'll I think we'll leave it at that for this week. Um, I'm not sure how we did on time this week, but if you're already listening by now, then then kudos to you and and. Um, I don't want to put Bill on the spot, but he'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Or maybe not, but uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding about that. And if he if if you hold him to it, I'll I'll throw in half, or I'll buy the beers or something. Oh, we appreciate, I'll buy a beer. Uh, I, but we do. Buy a beer. We, That's no problem. But we appreciate you guys <clears throat> you guys listening and stuff and having fun. So um, for Bill Burns, I'm Nathan Tilbury, and you know, like I'm gonna say every podcast, bad luck to everyone out there. So good night, Bill. And I will say adios, amigos. <laughs>